Hello and welcome back to the Model Shop Podcast. My name is Fio and I'll be your host as we explore the early days of Walt Disney Imagineering. We'll get to know some incredible people, experience extinct attractions, and always be on the lookout for some extra pixie dust. When I was really young, my favorite question to answer was always, what do you want to be when you grow up? Not because I actually had the faintest idea, but because it was so exciting to think about all of the wonderful possibilities. As I got older and closer to actually deciding though, the question seemed more charged. It demanded a logical answer, one without a thousand hyphens and that didn't take hours to say. No longer could I be a soccer player, teacher, artist, scientist, mathematician, firefighter. That's not something you can major in when you go to college. Almost everyone has to choose eventually, scientist or artist, athlete or mathematician. I say almost everyone for one simple reason. The same reason that this podcast exists in the first place. Imagineers. I've long been fascinated by the careers of these people, not just because it feels like a huge downpour of pixie dust each and every time I can recognize a specific person's work in Disneyland or in a movie, but because I'm fascinated by the range of stories and talents that fall under this incredible category. I am in awe of how many different ways there are to make magic. All of this to say, I've researched a lot of Imagineers, and never once in my life has anyone given me as much hope, as much reassurance for my hyphenated career goals as Bill Justice. And I'm sure you'll see why very soon. Bill Justice started his career in the expected way for an Imagineer, as an animator. By this point, you all know how he began as an in-betweener before becoming assistant to an animator who would eventually decide that he was ready to be a fully-fledged animator all by himself. These are the kinds of details that we always get about Imagineers' time as animators, but what we don't usually get is their specialty, the kind of work that everyone knew they did. In the case of Bill Justice, that was cute, and he explained that animators would actually be cast much like actors for their drawing styles to make sure the proper emotions were conveyed in each sequence. Justice gained his reputation for cute, in animating meadow scenes of Fantasia, and solidified it in his animation of Thumper, among other adorable woodland creatures in Bambi. And of course, he was therefore the obvious choice to bring the two most lovable Disney chipmunks to life, Chip and Dale. It was even his idea to have them sing for the first time, after he thought the sound of his wife's sped-up Christmas album was absolutely hilarious, and Walt Disney agreed. The Walt Disney Company is well known for innovation today, with unbelievable ride systems and stuntronics, but Walt was trying new things in his time as well, and even before Disneyland existed. In 1959, Bill Justice and Exitensio, who were known as a kind of dynamic animation duo around the studio, doing all sorts of exciting and new things as Walt dreamed them up, got a new task, stop motion animation. They created three shorts that were all nominated for Academy Awards, and my favorite of those has got to be the Noah's Ark film they made using entirely household objects like paper clips and felt. Stop motion animation became very popular in the mid-1960s and 70s, with lovable classics like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Santa Claus is Coming to Town being released in 1964 and 1970 respectively. Per usual though, Walt was ahead of the game in his use of technology. Bill Justice and Exitensio, who I think we should just call the Dream Team, help me make this a trend, also worked on the animated segments of live-action movies, such as Mary Poppins, as well as employing stop-motion animation techniques in that film. 
Justice remembers stop-motion animation as one of the most difficult parts of his career, because every single movement had to be exactly perfect. There was so much information to remember, and he estimated that one frame could take up to six minutes of work. The biggest challenge he faced was in animating Babes in Toyland, a classic Disney Christmas film that I promise you would recognize some characters from, even if you've never seen the actual thing, as I will explain soon. A group of 12 toy soldiers in the film were supposed to march quickly along to a beat, which meant that for every single beat of music, Justice had to remove and replace 12 pairs of legs to make it appear that they were walking. Even after Babes in Toyland was completed though, Justice couldn't seem to escape the toy soldiers, because in the Christmas of 1961, Walt Disney had a wonderful idea for an addition to Disneyland. He wanted a Christmas parade. And because this is, of course, Walt Disney Imagineering, he wanted Bill Justice, who had never once designed a parade in his life, to make it a reality. That began an 18-year project for Bill Justice, who would design the floats, costumes, and every other part of Disneyland's Christmas Parade until he retired. And that is why I know you recognize characters from Babes in Toyland, because the iconic toy soldiers that march down Main Street every Christmas are from that film. Parades are such an integral part of the uniquely Disneyland experience, and I'm so happy that after a long time searching, I've finally found one of the main people responsible for creating the first of these incredible parades. This to me is such a perfect example of the possibilities of being an Imagineer. Projects don't have to connect in a traditional or even logical sense for people to work on both. And Bill Justice, actually had such a talent for creating parades that he didn't stop at the Christmas parades. The earliest sketches of the most beloved Disney parade of all time, the Main Street Electrical Parade, were made by Justice as well. Another example of this Imagineering spirit is that inspired by the exciting costumes for parade performers and characters, Walt Disney tasked Bill Justice with designing the costumes for the characters who would walk around the park greeting guests. Walt was very passionate about the inclusion of these characters in the park, understanding that it was one of the things that would always set Disneyland apart. Where else can you meet Snow White or Mickey Mouse? But that wasn't the only work that Justice did in Disneyland. He also worked on audio animatronics, really fulfilling Walt Disney's definition of Imagineers as people who blend creative imagination and technical know-how, as he programmed the auctioneer in the Pirates of the Caribbean attraction, which was one of the most sophisticated figures of the entire ride. He noted that there were many similarities between this work and his experiences in animation. He considered himself once again to be a kind of actor, working to make sure that every movement revealed new parts of the story being told. If you are inspired and in awe of the curiosity, intelligence, creativity, and joyful innovation of Bill Justice, and if you now have a renewed faith in your many childhood career goals, take a moment to thank him the next time you're in Disneyland, as you stop in front of the Main Street Cone Shop and gaze up at the second story window reading New Century Character Company, Custom Character Design and Parade Illuminations, Bill Justice, Master Delineator. I had such a wonderful time researching for this episode of The Model Shop. Bill Justice's story and contributions are so fascinating to me, and I'm so glad to have been able to share them with you. For Pixie Dust today, I invite you to find a video of your most favorite Disneyland parade and watch it, even if it's just in the background. If it's the Main Street Electrical Parade, even better. Don't give up on those exciting dreams for the future, and I will see you all real soon.